0: My name is Eva and I'm the host of Baltic Startup Mafia podcast. Baltic Startup Mafia is a podcast and page on Facebook and LinkedIn where anyone in the world can get quick and easy access to startup news from three countries in the Baltic region Latvia, Lithuania and Estonia. And December is usually the best time of the year to do different statistics. And that's what startup organizations have done. Estonia and Lithuania have released its own statistics on how startups did this year. Estonian startups raised over 250 million euros in investments, gave work to more than 5,000 people and paid over 60 million euros in labor taxes to the state during 2019. Also, the startup sector as a whole grew by more than 30% during the year. 2019 was a memorable year also in the Lithuanian startup ecosystem. The number of innovative companies is nearing 1,000 startups, and they all have attracted more than 166.5 million euro. Vinted, the country's first startup to become a unicorn, has attracted a record amount of investment so far, 128 million euro, and apparently has also proven that innovative products created by Lithuanian startups have great potential, and it all happened in 2019. Latvia has not released official statistics yet, but startup Wise Guys, uh, together with AET Digital did the great job. Both organizations second year in a row have launched Baltic startup scene report for the year 2018 and 2019. The team has been digging through piles of data and talking to wise people from Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania to give an overview and a deep dive into Baltic startup scene. You can download the report on startupwiseguys.com report now let's talk about uh, activities in all three countries let's start with estonia salve is an anti-money laundering startup founded by former transferwise and skype employees and it has raised two million dollars in seed funding salve has built a software platform that helps banks find and stop financial crime I won't go in details here, because at the end of the podcast, you will have an opportunity to hear a short interview with the founder of the startup Salve, Tav Tamkivi. Now let's talk about the second biggest investment done in um, Estonian startups. It is uh, the company Meet Frank. And it has announced its closure of 1.5 million euro funding. MeetFrank is a secret career app that is a machine learning and chatbot combo that anonymously matches companies with the top talent based on data such as salary expectations, skill set, and experience. Meet Frank will use the capital to launch its new Relocation Without Location feature that opens up international borders and helps global talent relocate for the work. Let's move to startup news from Latvia. One of the Latvian fintech success stories company Mintos, a financial technology startup that offers a global marketplace for investments in loans, has hit 4 billion euro of loans funded on the marketplace. The Mintos Marketplace, through partnering with 65 lending companies across the world, delivers a simple, transparent and diversified investing experience to more than 170,000 investors globally who want to invest in loans. Mintos offers three different ways of investing, manual investing, auto invest and via their most recent product called Invest and Access. Since the beginning of the year, Mintas has doubled the number of employees, now welcoming 140 people in its offices in Riga, Berlin, Vilnius and Warsaw. In the context of Latvia, I would like to emphasize one significant news story that is not directly connected to startups yet, but will influence development of life sciences in Baltics in future. MGI Tech Latvia, a subsidiary of BGI Group that is one of the world's largest genomics organizations specializing in the development and manufacturing of gene sequencing equipment has opened the first state-of-the-art production site in Europe in Riga, Latvia. Dr. Wang Yan. The co-founder and chairman of BGI says, quote, We are planning to develop a technology center which will help Latvia become one of the leaders in the life sciences in Europe. Quote ends. Now, what about Lithuania in December 2019? I would like to start with Gosu AI, that is the company behind an artificial intelligence-driven video coach. It has announced its most recent funding round of 2.5 million euros. GOSU AI provides its users with personalized, AI-driven tools and guidance, enabling them to improve their competitive gaming skills. The company was founded in 2017 in Vilnius, Lithuania, by Alisa Chumachenko, one of the world's top gaming experts. She is also the creator and the former CEO of Game Insight, one of the largest mobile game developing companies, which has employed 900 developers across 14 studios. Over 350 million people have played games developed by this company. Lithuanians have received good news from the World Summit Award that is a unique award system selecting and promoting local digital innovation to improve society. This year, Jury selected two Lithuanian companies as winners, among others. Oxypit is the winner in the category of health and well-being. Occipit is a computer vision software startup specialized in medical imaging. With a team of data scientists and medical specialists, the company aims to introduce innovative artificial intelligence and deep learning breakthroughs to everyday clinical practice. The other Lithuanian startup BitDegree is the winner in the World Summit Award category of learning and education. BitDegree is the world's first blockchain-powered, smart incentive-based online education platform, which revolutionized global education and tech recruiting. It also provides scholarships to learn by using the blockchain technology and providing cryptocurrency-based incentives to the users. The company has been able to teach students job-applicable skills and connect them with employers directly. With this episode, I would like to open a new section in this podcast, and I will do the interviews with the founder or CEO of the startup that has attracted the biggest investment in the previous month. And uh, this time, this is Estonian company, Salve. So, I have talked to the founder and CEO of the company, Tavi Tamkivi, and that's what he said. Could you please um, pitch a project?
1: Yes, basically. Uh, <clears throat> what, we, what we do at Salve is that we are building and selling uh, technology for the financial institutions that helps them to, to fight uh, financial crime and also be compliant at the same time because financial crime is causing a lot of problems for the for the like normal human beings who are victim, victims of the crime but it's also impacting uh, the banks who are if they're not able to control that crime then they're getting into serious troubles with their licenses and with their getting fines and and their share prices stopping. and it's over the recent couple of years it has got a lot of uh, attention from the publicity as well and that's why the timing of our product is is really really key uh, as people more and more realize that they need to do something uh, with this they're not they're not able to build it uh, in-house because it is super complex and the approach that they need to build and there are no good providers out there as well because all the existing uh, compliance uh, technology providers they're just um, some old school technologies which are coming from different industries which doesn't really help to fight the crime so that's what we do
0: So you mean that uh, if your solution were here earlier then uh, Latvia and banks could have been avoided these troubles they are in right now? Yeah, it's like very
1: very hard to speculate what would have happened. <laughs> but yeah. looking into but, but but looking into future, definitely, like if we if we manage to win some decent market share, then we are helping to reduce the amount of crime. Or like originally we're helping to increase the amount of crime that's detected, because like today only one or two percent of the overall money laundering is being caught by the banks. So like, and what we're aiming is to like we're helping. Uh, institutions to find more than this one or two percent and that's definitely we can achieve and uh, I'm really confident in this because like we have built similar technology in the past for Skype and transfer race as employees of these companies and we, we saw there how how effective it could become
0: and you already have one bank as your client from Estonia right
1: yes it's an LSV bank it's like a local or startup bank as they call it
0: who is initially behind this idea you are you just uh, joined an existing team
1: yeah it was purely came from from my my head uh, because it's um, when I was fighting the, the financial crime and transfer wise um, I made sure transfer was compliant um, all over the, the world but I didn't realize uh, how bad is the situation for other financial institutions. But when I left TransferWise and took time off with my family, then a lot of old friends and colleagues from different financial institutions started to come to me to ask my advice about how how they should actually fight the money laundering. They were compliant, they had licenses, they had formally everything is in place, but they didn't feel comfortable and they were afraid that actually some dirty money might flow through their systems. So I was just
0: starting to help them with my knowledge and with my analytical skills. And and at some point of time, I realized that the number of these kind of support requests that came in, it wasn't um, random, coincidence, but it was like systematic failure. And and at this point of time, I realized that okay, let's try to build some scalable SaaS product uh, to help uh, more and more companies all, all over the world. So were you initially hired as an AML expert or you just uh, found this focus for yourself?
1: I think it's the list of random coincidence. Like my, my background is mathematics and probability theory. So Many, many years ago I was reached uh, by Skype. Uh, and Skype fraud team was looking for data analyst. To support um, their anti-fraud activities because Skype's network was huge already back in 2006, and they had um, significant problems with um, payment fraud, so they were just looking for data analysts, and and I accidentally accepted this offer to join them, and then uh, after seven years fighting uh, like this kind of crime at Skype. uh, some old friends of mine from Trezorways reached out to me and convinced me that uh, anti money laundering is something that deserves a lot of analytical uh, focus and mindset and uh, there was a lot of cool data mining problems of course but there was much more the legal dimension uh, the operational uh, like, uh, readiness um, the product development challenges and uh, it was like naturally I grew into that Frank
0: uh, fighter's role it wasn't, wasn't a conscious decision at any point of time. What's the difference uh, between uh, Skype and Transfer-wise? Uh, I believe the Skype was um, bigger team when you when you worked there. Transfer was started small, right? Yes, yeah, so it was like when I joined Skype, I think we had 140 people, and when I joined Transfer-wise, we had
1: 40 people. or So, so like uh, in their growth uh, growth phase, it was quite different. But yeah, I, I think for for me the the most interesting part was like how how different these companies were in terms of their like complexity of the product building uh, and market reach like in, in Skype uh, the product was like it was a really hardcore technology which was like really complex and for all the engineers and product people it was like real challenge to figure out how to build technically this kind of scalable communication platform and then actually sales uh, happened uh, by itself, or like, I think the marketing team at Skype didn't exist for a very long time. And there was like natural growth. Uh, whereas in ways I think it was like quite the opposite. It's like the product and technology originally was quite simple. It was like less, less part of the work was done manually and it worked really well. So there wasn't this kind of hardcore technical challenge for the engineers and for the people. But it, what was difficult was to, to explain to the people outside of the world like why they should trust uh, random new startup uh, to convince regulators that uh, these kind of newcomers in the fintech world are really trustworthy companies and they should have the same rights as banks in the market
0: but what it was really like a dream journey for transfer as it became a unicorn and uh, how did you experience that journey from uh, starting from a small team and uh, becoming like really, really successful company?
1: And the most people, I think, at TransferWise still um, enjoy a lot this ability to learn and develop um, yourself as a, as a human. And uh, the cultural um, we were all engaged to, to take responsibility and to come up with the new things and new, new products and new ideas and to implement them by ourselves. And that's something Which which was very different from Skype actually as well, but that was really, really motivating for people that if I have some crazy idea and I'm able to convince some people around me that it's worth to try this idea, then um, it was all all in my hands to build it up and to prove it uh, to myself and to market that it actually works. Just like TransferWise is full of small independent startups, uh, which are all gaming, Um, their mission is the same and vision is quite similar. But they are responsible for themselves. All the founders and, and other people, they they know that um, no one joins uh, the company for forever. And and after myself or or anyone else has contributed a lot the, into the Transfer transferase success, then it's it's very natural that people are taking some time off uh, after three, four, five years of hard work, and then they discover that actually they can bring much more value. To the world through the different uh, other initiatives. So, this community is really strong, and, and like many people at Transfer uh, are still supporting and advising us uh, uh, in our journey as well.
0: How did you decide that uh, this is the right moment to leave and uh, start something new?
1: Uh, again, for me, it happened quite naturally. I just uh, actually took the time off here in Estonia. There is a good um, law for, for maternity leave and I, I took one year off just um, to stay in the paternity leave and with my fourth uh, child at home and during that uh, year off from the day-to-day work I got a lot of cool ideas and a lot of new contacts and um, in the, being in the middle of startup um, and working day-to-day heavily it's actually very hard to come up with this kind of decisions because like, there is always so much to do and uh, it's so engaging and people are running in the in the like, uh, in the cycle endlessly but but as soon as they take uh, some form of sabbatical uh, I think transformation is currently even supporting that indirectly because like, after after a couple of years working there people do get uh, like paid um, sabbatical period and, and during that time they are getting decent rest, but uh, during that time they're getting also lots of new new cool ideas that they want to try out. So that's actually supporting this uh, growth of innovation across, uh, across this community.
0: And what are the next challenges for Solve?
1: Uh, our current biggest challenge is to, to set up the proper sales. Uh, like, uh, to find uh, the best uh, customer segment or segments and to start uh, selling them actively and we have a hypothesis like that it should be either like fintech um, starting uh, fintech uh, sector or, or like more classical retail banking or maybe some else, something else so that's what we're validating now but, but yeah three other components that we require for success are, are, are already there so we have a really good and talented uh, team in place of course we're hiring more like uh, hardcore engineers full stack engineers into our team but the rest of the skills are pretty much here we have a decent funding that we raised uh, just recently and and we have really good product uh, already ready and, and uh, being, uh, being
0: sold and offered to clients so the three components are, are embraced but the fourth one the sales uh, and it is something that we still need to, need to accomplish uh, over the coming year. That's it for this month's podcast episode. Thanks for listening. And you can always stay updated via Facebook and LinkedIn page Baltic Startup Mafia. And also there you can drop me a line on how this podcast could be improved. So thank you for listening and talk to you soon.